0: CHAPTER Sixteen OF BALSAMO THE MAGICIAN BY ALEXANDRE DUMAS TRANSLATED BY HENRY L. WILLIAMS THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN THE KING'S FAVOURITE In the apartments of Princess Adelaide, daughter of King Louis X, he had housed the Countess Jeanne du his favorite since a year, not without studying the effect it would have on the realm, the jolly, mirthful, devil-may-care madcap, had transformed the silent palace into a monkey-house, where anyone was tolerated who kept the fun alive. At about nine in the morning, the hour of her reception, Jeanne Valbernier, to give her her true name, stepped out of her couch, wrapped in an embroidered gauze gown, which allowed a glimpse through the floating lace of her alabaster arms. This seductive statue, awakening more and more, drew a lace mantle over her shoulders and held out her little foot for a slipper, which with its jewels would enrich a woodcutter in her native woods had he found it any news of john or the viscount jean she asked at once of her chambermaid none and no letters my lady what a bore to be kept waiting pouted the royal pet with a pretty wry face will they never invent a method of corresponding a hundred miles apart faith i pity anybody i visit with my vexation this day but i suppose that as this star the dauphiness is coming i the poor glowworm, will be left alone who is waiting tell me duc d'arguillon prince soubise count sartine and president malpiot but the duke of richelieu he has not yet come no more than yesterday that political weathercock has turned from me he is afraid to be injured doris you must send to his house to ask after him yes my lady but the king is here very well i am ready the fifteenth louis entered the room with a smile on his lips and his head upright he was accompanied solely by a gentleman in black who tried by a smile to counteract the baleful effect of thin hard lips and severe gray eyes it was lieutenant of police sartine the waiting-maid and a little negro boy were in the room but they were not counted good morning countess hailed the monarch how fresh we are looking to-day don't be afraid of sartine he is not going to talk business i trust oh how magnificent zamora is looking the blackamoor was apparelled with the barbaric splendor in which othello was attired at that period sire he has a favor to crave of your majesty he seems to me very ambitious after having been granted by you the greatest boon one can desire being your slave like myself sartina bowed smiling but bit his lips at the same time how delightful you are sire said the countess i adore you france she whispered in the royal ear and set him smiling Well. What do you desire for Zamor? Recompense for his long service. He is only twelve years old. You will be paying him in advance. That is a good way of not being treated with ingratitude. Capital idea! What do you think, Sartina? asked the king. I support it as all devoted subjects will gain by it well sire i want some more to be appointed governor of my summer residence lucienne which shall be created a royal palace it would be a parody and make all the governors of the royal places protest and with reason a good thing for they are Always making a noise for nothing. Some more. Kneel down and thank His Majesty for the favor, sire. You have another royal property from this time forward. Get up, some more. You are appointed. Sartina, do you know the way to refuse this witch anything? If there is one, it is not yet out into practice, sire when found i wager it will be by chief of police sartina i am expecting him to find me something and i have been on thorns about it for three months i want a magician to have him burnt alive asked the sovereign while sartina breathed again it is warm weather now wait for winter not to burn him but to give him a golden rod sire oh did he predict some ill which has not happened nay a blessing which came to pass tell us countess said louis settling down in an easy chair like one who is not sure he will be pleased or oppressed but will risk it i am agreeable sire only you must share in rewarding him i must make the present entirely that is right royal i listen it begins like a fairy tale once upon a time a poor girl was walking the streets of paris what time she had neither pages carriages negro boy to hold up her train and enrage the dowagers or parrot or monkey crossing the tuileries garden she suddenly perceived that she was pursued deuce take it thereupon she stopped said the king fee it is clear that your experience has been in following duchesses or marchionesses she was the more alarmed as a thick fog came on when the chaser emerged from it upon her she screamed for the rogue was ugly no he was a bright and handsome young man but still she sued him to spare her from harm he smiled charmingly and called heaven as witness that he had no such intention he only wanted her pledge to grant him a favour when when she should be a queen she thought she was not bidding herself much with such a promise and the man disappeared sartina's very wrong in not finding him sire i do not refuse but i cannot cannot ought not to be in the police dictionary said Dubarry. we have a clue ha ha. that is the old story it is the truth the fault is that your description is so slight slight she painted him so brightly that i forbid you to find the dog i only want to ask a piece of information what for when his prophecy is accomplished if i am almost the queen i want to ask him when i shall be placed in the court presented formally it is not enough to reign in the night i want to reign a little in the daytime that is not the magician's business but mine said louis frowning at the conversation getting upon delicate ground or rather yours for all that is wanted is an introductress. among the court prudes all sold to choiseul or praslin pray let us have no politics here if i am not to speak i shall act without speaking and upset the ministers without any further notice at this juncture the maid doris entered and spoke a word to her mistress It is John, who comes from travelling and begs to present her respects to your majesty. Let us have John in, for I have missed something lately, and it may be her. I thank your majesty, said John, coming in and hastening to whisper to her sister in kissing her. I have done it. The countess could not repress an outcry of delight. I am so glad to see her quite so go on and chat with her while i confer with sartina to learn whence you come john sire said sartina eager to avoid the pinch may i have a moment for the most important matter about these seers illuminati miracle workers quacks make them take out licenses as conjurers at a high figure They will not be any cause of fear. Sire, the situation is more serious than most believe. New Masonic lodges are being opened. This society has become a sect to which is affiliated all the foes of the monarchy, the idealists, encyclopedists, and philosophers. Voltaire has been received at court." a dying man only his pretense all are agitating writing speaking corresponding plotting and threatening from some words dropped they are expecting a leader when he turns up sartina we will turn him down in the bastille "'These philosophers, whom you despise, will destroy the monarchy.' "'In what space of time, my lord?' "'How can I tell?' said the chief of police, looking astonished. Ten, fifteen, or more years?' "'My dear friend, in that time I shall be no more. "'Tell this to my successor.' He turned away, and this was the opportunity that the favorite was waiting for, since she heaved a sigh and said, "'Oh, gracious John, what are you telling me? My poor brother Jean, so badly wounded that his arm will have to be amputated?' "'Oh, wounded in some street affray or in a drinking saloon quarrel?' no sire attacked on the king's highway and nearly murdered murdered repeated the ruler who had no feelings but could finally feign them this is in your province sartina can such a thing have happened said the chief of police apparently less concerned than the king but in reality more so I saw a man spring on my brother, said Chon, force him to draw his sword and cut him grievously. Was the ruffian alone? He had half a dozen bullies with him. Poor Viscount, forced to fight, sighed the monarch, trying to regulate the amount of his grief by the countesses, but he saw that she was not pretending. And wounded he went on in a heartbroken tone but what was the scuffle about asked the police lieutenant trying to see into the affair most frivolous about post-horses disputed for with the viscount who was in a hurry to help me home to my sister whom i had promised to join this morning this requires retaliation "'Eh, hey, Sartina,' said the king. "'It looks so, but I will inquire into it. "'The aggressor's name and rank?' "'I believe he is a military officer, "'in the Dauphiness's dragoon guards, "'named something like Bavonne or Fave... "'Stop, it is Taverney.' "'To-morrow he will sleep in prison,' said the chief of police. "'Oh, dear, no!' interrupted the countess out of deep silence. "'That is not likely, for he is but an instrument, "'and you will not punish the real instigators of the outrage. "'It is the work of the Duke of Choiseul.' i shall leave the field free for my foes and quit a realm where the ruler is daunted by his ministers how dare you cried louis offended chan understood that her sister was going too far and she struck in she plucked her sister by the dress and said sire my sister's love for our poor brother carries her away i committed the fault and i must repair it as the most humble subject of your majesty i merely apply for justice that is good i only ask to deal justice if the man has done wrong let him be chastised am i asking anything else said the countess glancing pityingly at the monarch who was so worried elsewhere and seldom tormented in her rooms but I do not like my suspicions snubbed. Your suspicions shall be changed to a certainty by a very simple course. We will have the Duke of Choiseul here. We will confront the parties at odds, as the lawyers say. At this moment the usher opened the door and announced that the Prince Royal was waiting in the King's apartments to see him it is written i shall have no peace grumbled louis but he was not sorry to avoid the wrangle with choiseul and he brightened up i am going countess farewell you see how miserable i am with everybody pulling me about ah if the philosophers only knew what a dog's life a king has especially when he is king of france But. "'What am I to say to the Duke of Choiseul?' "'Send him to me, Countess!' Kissing her hand, trembling with fury, he hastened away as usual, fearing every time to lose the fruit of a battle won by palliatives and common cunning. "'Alas! he escapes us again!' wailed the courtesan, clenching her plump hands in vexation. End of chapter 16. Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia.